Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Always follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome back. The NBA is ready to tip off. Now's the time to grab your VSIN Pro Basketball betting guide. Season prep on every team. Jonathan Von Tobel. He gets he overslept. He's working so hard. Strategy and advice, predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, player awards, five betting tips for beginning NBA bettors. Give yourself an edge this season. Get the VEASAN NBA betting guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Here comes the NBA. Yeah. Coming up this hour, by the way, uh, in 30 minutes, Jared Krabis is going to be on the show from yeah. DraftKings. Can't wait. First time here that he's going to make an appearance with us on Follow the Money, we'll talk some Major League Baseball playoffs with him. Here we go to begin this hour. Adam Chernoff, the great Adam Chernoff, excellent uh, on the NFL, handicapper, analyst, better, uh, joins the program now. The name of his podcast is A Simple Handicap. Good morning, pal. Uh, I teased this before the break that uh, you're going to name a couple of teams here that, in your opinion, are about to fall off a cliff. Let's have it, pal. Let's Who are it. they? We'll start with Washington. We've kind of been hinting at it for a couple of weeks, but yesterday... I think that was the dagger that brings this whole thing down. Ron Rivera sitting at a press conference and a reporter asks him, 
What do you think is the reason that the other teams in the NFC East are jumping on top of you and they're ahead of you in the standings? He paused for about half of a second. No hesitation. Quarterback. One word answer. Completely buries Carson Wentz, which is important here because he was the guy that picked Wentz to come and lead this offense. And so we're five weeks into the season. The defense doesn't want to play for Jack Del Rio. And now how do you... Go forward as Carson Wentz when your head coach is burying you in a press conference. So number one, Washington Commanders, this is getting ugly for them after four straight losses. Okay, we missed one Sunday, at least we did here. Uh, It was Belichick against Dan Campbell. I don't know what I was thinking there, and we saw the result. So now Dan Campbell is 4-17. and You can't make this up. They didn't watch film yesterday. They all met with a psychologist. (laughs) That's a true story. That's a true story. Yeah. I, I, I'm cracking up because it's just one thing after another with this guy. And there's so many people out there that are Lions fans that go, look at how hard this team is playing. Boy, they're just always fighting for their head coach. And they watched Hard Knocks and they're excited. But like you mentioned, this is a Lions team. They don't win. They're constantly trailing. They <laughs> don't build leads. They don't get ahead. This is just a bad football team. And now we're at the point where we're into week six. You have Dan Campbell, and it's this rah-rah attitude. He says ridiculous stuff day after day after day. That doesn't work forever, especially when you're losing at the rate that Detroit Lions are losing. It's a great thing when you have a young team and you're just starting and you're getting results. When you keep losing like this, it just it gets old very, very quickly. And you can start to see now, even with a couple of injuries on offense, that's falling apart. The defense isn't even close this year. This is a bad Lions team that is only getting worse. Okay, one more, and you think it's coming very soon, maybe this week, because they're an exciting team, Adam. They play in high-scoring games. I'm talking about the Seahawks here. Geno Smith, uh, what a comeback story this is for him, playing great football right now. Uh, But also, they lost Rashad Penny. He's out. They're going to have to now rely on the rookie from Michigan State, Kenneth Walker. You think the Seahawks are about to go really south? Yeah, defensively, there's nobody worse in the NFL than what Seattle is doing. Teams are walking up and down the field on them every single drive. They've forced, on on drives this season, 7% of them, the Seahawks have forced a punt. 7%, (laughs) the worst mark in the NFL. (laughs) And now, like you said, you lose your best running back, so there's a piece missing from the offense. And it's really just been Geno Smith and his two receivers taking advantage of really weak opponents so far to date. and. That defense, my goodness, you look at some of the teams that they've played, which we'll get into in a second. They've played nobody for a majority of their games, and this is just as bad of a defense that there could be, and that's really where Pete has been great over the last few years. But um, this is a team that I think it's it's just that really exciting team that starts the season really hot, and everyone gets up in arms about how well they're doing, and then we just see them completely fall off a cliff. So I'm putting the Seahawks pretty firmly in that category as well yeah. through five weeks. Very good. So that's Detroit, Seattle, and Washington. Should we keep an eye on what develops and happening in Denver? It appears they don't like Wilson. And I, how about Hamler, a young wide receiver throwing him under the bus? I was wide open. I could have walked in on the Thursday night game. You're not seeing any other receiver for the most part in the league, doing what Hamler did on Thursday night in the middle of the field where everybody could see it after Mills Wilson missed him wide open walking into the end zone. 
It was helmet off, two hands full, overhead slamming on the ground, yelling back at Wilson. You have to wonder when you see these mic'd up clips and these sort of videos that are taken from the sideline of Wilson. I mean, he's just a goofy guy at this point, but he's on the sideline. Nobody's responding to what he's doing and he's in everybody's face. You just get the feeling from how it's being handled and how he's been performing or the lack thereof that this is kind of fragile at the moment. And you add in the shoulder injury now to him that's keeping him limited in practice. Hard to see where this goes, but this is a team that, like, in the first three weeks of the season, there were signs where you were saying, like, okay, this offense can work. They're doing decent things down to down to red zone luck. That's what's causing them trouble. If they can just figure out things in the red zone. They're still getting into the red zone and they're not scoring either. But now that down-to-down efficiency is going away. So this offense is going the wrong direction in a hurry. Uh, really concerned about things there, too, in Denver. Not putting them in the off-the-cliff category yet, but you wonder if sort of the guys are failing to rally around Wilson uh, just because mm-hmm. of how he is in the sidelines and behind the scenes. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Adam Chernoff, our guest. His podcast is called... The simple handicap. Okay, so then Atlanta's 5-0 and ATS. Uh, dare I say, though, it could get a little sideways here coming up. I mean, you get the 49ers this weekend. But also, is it possible that uh, like a 10-year vet at running back, Cordell Patterson, is the most meaningful player to the team? He's been incredibly important so far out of the backfield as a receiver. He does a lot to this offense. Now you have Kyle Pitts injured. We'll see what the extent of that is. He wasn't being utilized in the best way possible either. Um, As you mentioned, schedule gets a lot more difficult coming forward. I I think Patterson being out now for an extended period of time changes that offense. We saw Mariota have his worst game of the season a week ago. Um, They're close. They're right on that fringe. Again, this was was a five-win team coming into the regular season, and they had a win against the Seahawks, win against the Browns. They snuck out, and, and that really flipped what we sort of viewed this team as and now like with everything kind of switching now schedule wise, a little bit hesitant to treat the Falcons like they were being treated at the end of September. Okay. We're going to get a couple of bets that Adam likes for this week coming up in about five, six minutes, but let's flip it now and go from teams that scare you to teams that uh, you're getting a little bit higher on at this point of the season. Uh, We mentioned the commanders and how much trouble they're in. They play the bears in Chicago on Thursday night. I'm actually pretty excited for this game. But do you think there's some underlying stuff here going on with the Bears that uh, you can find and say, you know what, there there are some positives ha- positives happening right now with the Bears? It's a stretch. And I mean, we're really stretching here. But when I'm watching these other teams and then I'm watching the Bears, it's there's not a lot of good football going on. Like we talked about those three teams falling off of a cliff. From a quarterback perspective that may be unrealized within the betting market, of these guys that we've gone through and mentioned, I think Fields is probably the most appealing to bet on. And when I'm saying there's maybe a little bit of good here, I'm saying that like maybe the Bears are 19th or 20th on offense if everything goes right. I'm not trying to make a case that this is a really good team. That's not where I'm going here. But to start the season, the Chicago Bears had back-to-back weather games against very difficult opponents that went a long way to sort of suppressing what the offense could have done. And it really skewed their play calling from pass to run. And the only game this whole season, there's been two of them, 
if we're going to be specific, where the, the Bears have really stepped down in class against a defensive opponent. They were able to move the football very well against the Houston Texans. And then they were able to do the same thing against the Giants. But there was a lot of red zone variants that went against them that prevented them from getting onto the scoreboard. But the numbers weren't that bad. And so this week on Thursday, they get a commander's team, which will be a defense that's in that same class as Houston and the Giants. The problem is, though, is there's expected to be a lot of wind around this game, which is why we're seeing the total drop. And so while these other teams that we mentioned that were performing really well out of the gate, the surprise teams that are now falling off of a cliff, the Bears have kind of had the bad luck of it from the schedule, from the weather, from the opposing defenses that they have faced. And they had some bad red zone luck working against them too. So I think from a market perspective, and again, I, people don't have to come on tweet saying like, you, you said the Bears were going to be a really good game. That's not where I'm going here. The Bears are a bad football team. But relative to how they are within the betting market, I think of these really bad teams that we're comfortable about right now, the Bears may be a decent bet at the times the next couple of weeks just because of how their early season games went and how their offense was suppressed in some of those spots. That's totally fair. We have like 30 seconds left in this segment. So who is the worst team in football right now? Do you think it's Seattle? Is it Carolina? Who do you have? Right now... I mean, we, we flip-flopping every week, but right now with the coaching situation, with the QB situation yeah. now with Mayfield out, and you're looking at Carolina having to probably go with P.J. Walker because Darnold's not healthy, I think the market's telling us here the Panthers are the worst team at the moment as they're getting 11.5 right now on the road at the Rams. Um, that is all ugly for Carolina, both sides of the football. Hang tight. Uh, Adam Chernoff is going to stick around for one more segment. Uh, he'll tell you about two more teams that uh, he's high on or one team that has not peaked yet and two bets that he likes as of this morning in the NFL for week six coming up here and follow the money. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team that could, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team. Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of the Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys and they lose out to like, you know, Lil Dirk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Dirk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. 
but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Welcome back. It's Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard, live in downtown Las Vegas. Uh, in 15 minutes, Jared Carabas is going to join the show. DraftKings Baseball hosts, and we'll get into the Major League Baseball playoffs with him today as the new round starts. Coming up this morning out here on the West Coast, early afternoon on the East Coast. But we continue talking NFL with uh, Adam Chernoff. He's great on this sport. Uh, the name of his podcast is called The Simple Handicap. So we watched the Chiefs last night in a doozy against the Raiders on Monday Night Football. Down to the wire. They win the game. Now they have the Bills on deck um, in KC. And the Bills here, the, if, they go, if the Bills go off the favorite in the game, which I would anticipate here, Adam, it's going to be the first time in Patrick Mahomes' career he will be a home underdog. What do you make of the Bills now that we're entering week six? It, it kind of tells you the shift in the league that we've seen basically over the last 18 months as this Bills team has emerged with such a great offense. You think back last year, October 10th, these two teams played in KC. The Chiefs closed as a two-and-a-half-point favorite, and we're now on the other side of that with the Bills as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. And so as the Bills have surpassed the Chiefs in the market power rankings in almost everybody's power rankings. They should be at least. It's the best team in football at the moment from a price perspective. And 
when you see this number on the road at Arrowhead, where there's a lot of home field advantage still left relative to other teams in the league, it sort of illustrates how wide of a margin this team actually is better than other teams in the NFL. And they're getting to this point so far this season with a number of defensive injuries, which may very well be tested for the first time this week. But the fact that we're seeing them get to this point where they're a two and a half point favorite at Arrowhead, get support with the early money being bet on them, and they're getting there with those defensive injuries at four and one just shows how good this offense is. Gabe Davis is a very legitimate deep threat. And it makes you sort of think back to Adam Thielen playing off of Stefan Diggs, who's a name that we just haven't really spoken about in the last two years since Diggs left. And all of a sudden now the Bills have a number two wide receiver that the way that he's playing could be a legitimate number one for about 20 different teams in the NFL. So like how much of this impact is coming from Diggs just being so important with the routes he runs and what that does to the other defenses. But this is a very, very good football team, and we're seeing it the way that they're being priced. It's the best team in the league by a pretty good margin at this point. Yeah, clearly, uh, based on the point spread that we have this week. So then, okay, I'm glad you brought up Thielen then. Your thoughts on the Vikings in Minnesota right now. They're 4-1. and one. They have won three straights. But, I mean, I'm telling you, this team, um, it's like last year, right? They played in a lot of close games last year, but they lost like eight of those, I believe. This year, they're not losing those so far. What do you make of the Vikings right now? That's exactly it. You're kind of seeing this fundamental shift with the new head coaching regime. And like you mentioned last year, and any basically any time with Zimmer as the head coach, we were used to seeing them get out to leads. They're in competitive games at the end because they squander those leads. They get very conservative. And then they end up blowing games in the most ridiculous fashion. And this was a team that could never get out of its own way. And this year now, three weeks in a row, They've been in very competitive games, two of which they had a big lead. They end up blowing that lead, but they don't end up blowing the game. And it's a it's a weird thing to sort of put in perspective and say it. Like, they didn't blow the game, good for them. But it's that big difference from what they have been for so long. But at the same time, in the couple games so far this year, we've seen them on the right side of building those leads. And from a handicapping and the betting perspective, it's more telling when you have a team that's getting out to leads, they're building leads, and then maybe not covering late because they blow them or getting in competitive games, than it is finding teams like maybe the Detroit Lions who are continuously way behind and they come back late. Because we know how football works when you have a big deficit late in the game, teams get more conservative, it's easier to move the football. So the Vikings are on the good side of that, but there's this fundamental change that we're seeing through the first five weeks where all of those mistakes and games they were blowing in years past, they're on the right side of this year. And I don't think it's luck because a lot of them are from leads that they've had and it's just getting tight late. So I, I like what I'm seeing from Minnesota. This was a popular team in the off season with professionals betting they're over. And I think we're going to see them continue to develop and get better as we go through the season. I think the same exact thing applies that you just said about the Vikings with the Jets, right? A lot of Sharps were on them over uh, throughout the offseason. They like to play their win total over. I think it was five and a half. Mm -hmm. And uh, you must like, right? And you're a Jets fan, but you're also, yeah. I mean, you're a logical fan when it comes to this. You had to really like what you watched last week, scoring 40 points and some of the weapons they have on offense. I mean, they're, I mean, the, the, the Hall stuff, he's the real deal. 
Yeah, just put the last two games aside with the win of against the Steelers and the Dolphins. Like, don't look at the scoreboard mm-hmm. if you're trying to evaluate the Jets here. And just watch the highlights. I know they won both of the games. But it's impossible to watch this team this year as just being an objective fan and not say the talent on the field looks very different than what we have seen the last couple of years. And I'm referring to the offense specifically. There's legitimate speed out of the backfield with Hall. Plays very well off of Carter. Out wide, Wilson is a very legitimate route runner. He's great speed as well. He can turn into a very viable number one receiving option. Elijah Moore off of him, really good as well. And what's interesting about this team from a betting perspective is they didn't get the full preseason. We just mentioned a couple of rookies that are key to this offense because of the Wilson injury. And then to start the year, there was Joe Flacco subbing in for three games. And so the Steelers week four were essentially preseason slash regular season week one for this offense. And we saw them against the Dolphins. That was their first game with full prep altogether. And so now the trajectory of this offense, I think, is going way up versus what the Jets have been and what they were perceived to be after the first three weeks of the year. Really like what I'm seeing from this Jets offense. I think this unit is absolutely for real. And that ties into your first bet that you like here today, right? The Jets and Packers game. You like the total to go over. And that there's a lot of reasons why you just said why. Yeah, I do. I like it over 46. Just mentioned a lot from the Jets. The Packers are a team I've talked about their offense a couple weeks now in a row here. It's continuing to get better, too. There was a challenge from Rodgers to LaFleur last week in his press conferences about opening up the offense, letting him air it out more. The Packers have been a really slow team, but we saw that pass rate spike last week against the Giants. So I think we see that carry over. They get the regular prep week at home. That London week is is tough. We saw LaFleur kind of handle it in a weird way. He forgot what time it was a few times at press conferences, slept in. It was a weird week it for was. Green Bay last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so now he's at home. I think we see a much better effort um, from the Packers offense as well uh, against the Jets defense that's benefited from playing a couple third string quarterbacks in the last few weeks that's made that Jets defense specifically look a little better. So like that over quite a bit at 46. couple minutes, my friend. Uh, Mitch threw out, why don't I use Arizona in Survivor this week? And I think he might be on to something because they're, what, they've won 11 to 12 on the road. They can't win at home where they've lost eight in a row. And here it is, they're going against that Seattle team you talked about. Listen, Survivor pools are tense for a lot of people at the <laughs> moment. So I'm not going to... I'm I'm not going to try sway you one way or another, but I will say the Cardinals at minus two and a half, minus 115 are a bet that I really like. And if you want to use that for your survivor, uh, more than welcome, because you're going to be pretty confident you're getting an offense against the Seahawks defense that's going to be able to do almost anything that it wants. So I'll leave it at that for the survivor side. But from a betting perspective, the Saints last week against the Seahawks, they opened four-point favorite. Not going to get super complicated about the home field side of things, but I'll leave it at simply saying that the Cardinals here at two and a half, we're basically looking at the same price point against the Seahawks defense. Pros wanted everything to do with fading the Seahawks a week ago. And that was believing in Andy Dalton and backups for the Saints on offense. In every way, this Cardinals offense is better than what the Saints put out on the field last week. And it's better than what the Lions put out on the field two weeks ago. Both of those teams littered with injuries. 
The Lions hung 45. The Saints hung 39 on the scoreboard. I like this Cardinals offense to walk up and down the field. And like we talked about in the last segment, the Seahawks now with an injury to running back, um, this offense is not sustaining this level of play very long going forward. And so the Cardinals, Paul, you mentioned it, much better on the road than they have been at home. This is the game where they finally start out quickly. The offense looks really good. Minus two and a half, minus 115 is a bet for me on Arizona continuing to fade the Seahawks defense. There you go. No, that is absolutely phenomenal analysis. What we expect every week and get every week from Adam Chernoff. Follow him on Twitter. He is at Adam Chernoff. And uh, download, subscribe, listen to his podcast. It is called The Simple Handicap. You're the best. Thanks for the time. Good luck this week. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the games. Talk to you Friday. Yeah, we'll talk Thanks, to you. Forget about that. Yeah, he joins us twice a week. We'll talk to him again on yep. Friday for player props and other stuff that he might like at that time. Hello, Calgary. Big things out of Calgary. Oh, big things, yeah. He Yesterday was uh, Canadian Thanksgiving. Yeah. There might be a parade, maybe. Canada might end the drought this year. I think you might be onto something yeah, there, Paul. let's go. We'll talk Major League Baseball playoffs with Jared Carabas from uh, DraftKings coming up next. His level of confidence with Garrett Cole tonight and the duration of the playoffs. We'll ask him that coming up next. This is Follow the Money on VSIN. Lace it up. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts this hockey season. The action will start tonight. Drop the puck on Tuesday nights with the first goal insurance promotion. Check out betrivers.com or download the app every Tuesday at Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Today is so good. Four games in Major League Baseball. And uh, Jared Carabas joins the program, the Baseball is Dead podcast with DraftKings. First appearance ever on this show. Good morning, pal. How are you today? Doing all right. How about you guys? Doing really well. Really well. Let's begin with this. As uh, Garrett Cole takes the mound for the Yankees, Paulie here said, not a true ace said that about Cole yesterday. Where is your level of confidence with him being, though, the ace by default with the Yankees tonight in game one and also for the however long they're going to be in the playoffs? I, I, I think that that's a fair argument to make with the Yankees. Like, that's the dividing line. Not a true ace with the Yankees. You look at the postseason numbers from before that, pretty good. But then you look at what he's done as a New York Yankee, uh, including the 2020 postseason last year's wild card game, four starts. He's given up six homers. Uh, I don't know how how nerdy you want to get, but the fielding independent pitching mm-hmm. is almost five, which means you know his ERA is about four, but the FIP is about five. That's the more truer metric mm-hmm. to use. So when they've needed him, and even d- down the stretch last year, the whole reason why they were in the wild card game on the road is because Garrett Cole couldn't get it done. It's why he. Uh, he didn't win the Cy Young Award last year over Robbie Ray. So I think that, yeah, it's a very fair assessment to make that he, he had, there was one point, I think, in like June where he had the worst ERA on the staff, which is almost a compliment to the Yankees pitching staff. You know, they had they had four other guys uh, that were really carrying the load. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think if if you're the ace, it should be an, an undoubted thing that you can say about a guy. And I don't think that he's pitched to that. How about the guys behind them? Where are you at with, with Nestor and also Severino? And then the questions about the bullpen, too, that they're going to do this by committee. Yeah, I, I think that that's been their biggest Achilles heel. Um, you know, I think that if you, if you look at this Yankee roster, 
obviously they're they're capable of not just getting to but winning a World Series title. But you look at that bullpen and now the whole Aroldis Chapman saga that's been going on. Uh, that's almost a blessing in disguise, really, uh, truly, because A, I don't think he wanted to be there, and he showed you that. B, I think if you look at his history, he's blown a lot of big games. He's blown a lot of big games. So uh-huh. that's almost a blessing in disguise to not have Chapman. But you, you're down an arm now, uh, and they've had other injuries to the bullpen. I know Zach Britton's not coming back. Um, but, you know, uh, uh, Holmes is another guy that's like, what? Which one are we going to get? He was dominant in the first half. He was wishy-washy in the second half. So that's their, that's the big question mark there. But as far as the rest of the rotation goes, Luis Severino is a guy that terrifies me. And he has since probably 2018. Uh, this, is, this is a right-hander that's got electric stuff. He lives for the big moment. I don't think he's had his breakout big Yankee moment yet. And I think that he's a guy that could end up uh, emerging as the guy this postseason run. Uh, he, I think he had like seven no-hit innings his last time out, his last start of the season. Yep. So if, if, if I was going to look at someone to kind of be the, the breakout Yankee star this October, Luis Severino is who I'm looking at. Okay, I got a couple questions on this, a lot of angles. Because, I mean, this is a great series because Cleveland's hot and they've won 26 mm-hmm. of 30. But will a team, and will it start with Cleveland, will they pitch around Judge and say he had one of the best seasons of all time, someone else has to beat me? And, oh, mama, can you imagine if the Yankees lose this series – what, what does this mean for Judge? Where do you think he winds up? Yeah, so I, I, you have to pitch around Judge. And I get it. There are some teams, a lot of the teams down the, the, the end of the season that the Yankees were going up against, the Red Sox, the Rangers, uh, the Blue Jays had something to win. Like they, they, were, they were vying for home field in that, in that wild card series. So they were like, hey, we're not going to pitch to Judge. But all these other teams, like, we're out of it, so we're going to pitch to him. Uh, you'd be an idiot to to pitch to Aaron Judge in this series. Like he he's the one guy that you, in the entire postseason that you cannot let beat you. Uh, yes, the Yankees have other options. Uh, like Glaber Torres kind of got hot there for a little bit. Um, but this is Giancarlo Stanton has also performed very well in in big spots for the Yankees. I feel like he doesn't get nearly enough credit for how good of a Yankee he's been just because he had a a bad first week back in 2018. Like that's the, that's the, uh, the first impression that he left, but Stan is a guy that can beat you, but judge, you cannot let beat you. I don't care. I, I don't care how loud they boo. You do not pitch to Aaron judge in this series, but as far as where he ends up, it's going to be fascinating. And I tweeted this the other night about uh-huh. judge. Uh, once the Mets got eliminated in the wild card round, this is a team that had a 10 and a half game lead. Uh, somewhere around seven going into September. And now you're in a wild card, a 101 win team playing a wild card series. And you lose that at home. We all know how much money Steve Cohen has and how invested in the New York Mets. He, I mean, he, he's a billionaire who's a Mets fan. Like, that is a dangerous <laughs> combination. So I think that this is a guy that I said, it depends on what what does Aaron Judge want. That's the question. Does yep. he want years, or does he want to break average annual value records? Because if he wants to do that, the Mets are going to come calling. I, I think that teams are going to be a little weary about going nine, ten years for a guy that's six foot seven. I, I you know, the skill is obviously there. I, I would be happy to give him five years, $250 million if that's what it took. Sure. On a five-year deal, I know I'm getting banged for my buck, and the economics of baseball these days is fascinating because I do think that there, if he if he wanted it, if he wanted it, I do think that five years 
for 50 million a year is on the table. If you're going to go nine, 10 years, the average annual value is going to be a much less uh, than that. But the Mets are, are the Mets are the the Jaws theme looming in the water. So I see them. I see the Mets. Uh, the Yankees are obviously going to be a player, but how much? I'm not sure. The Giants. I think that they uh-huh. have money to spend. They were also in on Bryce Harper. Everyone's like, well, what's you know the, the Giants aren't a team that's going to spend a ton of money. They were in on Bryce Harper. I think that they'll be in on Aaron Judge. Is there a draw to going back home out west? I mean, people forget. You know, people look at Aaron Judge. They're like, yeah, he's one of us. He's from the Bronx. Aaron from the Bronx. <laughs> like, no, no, no. He's he's actually from California, and yeah. maybe he wants to go back there. We don't know. Uh, and then you also have the Red Sox. Yeah, uh, my Red sure. Sox might yeah. might be uh might be in there because you know they've had a very disappointing season. The fans, they're like, hey, you guys. Hired this guy from Tampa Bay. We're turning into the Tampa Bay Rays. You don't spend any money. Why don't you go spend some money? And uh, Aaron Judge would be a nice little guy to spend money on. Good see that happen. Jared Kravis, our guest, Baseball is Dead podcast with DraftKings. So then how about the other series in the American League? And we have like three minutes left here, Jared. Uh, I would really like to make a case for the Mariners, but we're not getting the 2021 version of Robbie Ray. Uh, I, I, don't, I can't trust this guy right now. Um, how far do you think this series goes? And then who do you like? Yeah, so the thing about Robbie Ray is he's given up a ton of home runs uh, and he's a lefty and you got a lot of thump from the right-hand side in that Houston Astro. I mean, by the way, it doesn't matter. Lefty, righty, the Houston Astros, their their lineup is so long and so dangerous. And, it, you know, it's a credit to them. I, I tried to throw a tweet out there the other day being like, hey, whether you love them or you hate them, you have to respect them. Obviously, the internet disagreed with that and they still said, no, we, we don't have to respect these guys. The whole 2017 thing, was five years ago. We're talking half a decade ago. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot of the stars on this team had nothing to do with it, weren't a part of the organization at the time. Uh, so that's why I was like, you know, listen, give them, give them their flowers. Like, this is an organization that lost Garrett Cole. They lost Carlos Correa. And, and they just keep chugging along. They just find Framer Valdez and, and, and all these guys. It's crazy what they're able to do. Jeremy Pena comes in and replaces Carlos Correa. They just don't miss a beat. Um, so as far as what the Mariners can do in this series, I think that Robbie Ray is is one of the X factors. If you, I mean, it's not like he's been terrible, but the home run ball has mm-hmm. been a problem, as it has been in years past, even when he won the Cy Young. It's not like he was uh, keeping the ball in the yard when he did that. Uh, do they have a chance? Is is this a series where we're just we're just penciling? Uh, the the Astros in for the American League Championship Series again? What would that be? Six straight years that they've gotten there. Uh, no, mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think the Mariners, okay. it, it, the Mariners can hang. The Mariners can hang, and it comes down to them having a significantly, I don't want to say greater bullpen, but one of the better bullpens out of the entire field in the postseason, and that that cannot be discounted. Do you have a no run in the first inning you like? Prop? Yeah, uh, yeah, Braves-Phillies. Braves-Phillies yes. nerfy. Love that. Max Freed, uh, that's my guy. Max Freed in the postseason turns it up a notch, so I'm riding without nerfy. Cool. Man, we could talk to you for uh, two hours, no problem, Jared. Um, listen, and subscribe, download. To. What's that? I said I would love to. No, that'd be great. Be great. Um, the Baseball is Dead podcast with Jared Carabas here. Uh, make sure you go get that today and listen to it. He's uh, unbelievable on baseball. Thanks for the time today. Good luck with your bets and enjoy the games. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Yep, Thank you. There you go. Uh, Jared Carabas with us here. Good setup. So I was talking to Derek Stevens here over the week. He says the handle... On the what's it, Nerfies and Nerfie and Yerfie. Yeah, he said yeah. the handle's outrageous. Yeah, they like baseball playoffs. Yes, no run score in the first inning handle is nuts. Oh yeah, nuts. It's the um, it's the 
goals in the first period in the in hockey. The first ten. But this is over. even more instant, right? Yes. How people love the instant gratification. Yeah, it's awesome, and I like. You guys, I also, you guys both like. I the like Braves. to know minus one forty. Minus one forty. No. Oh boy. Okay. Nerfy. All right. Um, in pocket plays. What we're betting coming up next. And I heard a great discussion on Vsin yesterday about which player is worth more to his team for this specific week. We'll run out, uh, that down for you coming up next. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. to determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it, take it, take it. 
I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you three to one odds. Nope. Five to one. Nope. Ten to one. You're right. All right, winner with the parlay. No defensive special teams touchdown parlay with the two primetime games Sunday night and Monday night. That cashes. And uh, I like Oklahoma State. It's a Gundy special. How about this Chris Felica tweet? This is the second time in college football history that there are three three games where it's 5-0 and against 5-0, and or at least 5-0 and or better play wow. on the same day. Think about that. Bama, Tennessee, Penn State, Michigan. Michigan. TCU, Oklahoma State. Here's one of them. But the Gundy is awesome in this spot. I'm with you on this. When it's in the point spread, this range. Yep. So give me the point. I think Oklahoma State wins the game. Longest touchdown under, no good. Thanks to Adams there. I mean, that was uh, wow. Why don't they do more of that? Uh, it, was, it was great with the props, though. I mean, I don't know who who had cal- who offered it. Four touchdowns. Three three touchdowns was 24 to 1. Yep. Adams scoring twice, 6 to 1. Good fun last night. I have nothing as of right now. Here's what I'm trying to find. I'm try- I can't find this in Las Vegas anywhere. It's available across the country. I like Astros minus a game and a half. I like Dodgers minus a game and a half. They're both both plus money. I can't find it anywhere here in town. Come on, I can't find I it anywhere. That. Circa doesn't have that. I was looking late last night, couldn't find anything. You want to lay a you want to lay a game? I want to lay a game and a half in these series with two teams. Yes, specifically the Dodgers. Okay. I can't find it anywhere. So, but again, that was late last night. Some of this stuff might be popping up here later this morning. So I have nothing as of right now, and uh, had some. College bets from over the weekend on Sunday that I made, but uh, th- that was yesterday as well. In pocket, presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials posted afternoon Eastern, betrivers.com. Yeah, I like no score, no run first inning in the Braves game. Uh, you look at these totals in these four games today, just fantastic. And all, all the props and the, the, you know, the whole playoffs, just this round. I would take a look at the Braves 7 to 1 most runs in this round. Okay. But a lot of uh, great props too. Gene Sterator did an interview. After the game. And he basically said Sheffers doesn't know the rule. Because it's not a sack. It's a guy going for the ball. And he's right. It's a fumble. And he's saying he's just landing on car. But he's it's a fumble. He's going for the ball. He may he blew the call. They're, they're putting too much on I'm, the plate for the, for the referees. This is I mean, quite, that's right. quite clear to everybody. Because Sheffers came out after the game. So people were all over Bulger Sunday. For saying unnecessarily threw him to the ground. What are you talking about? It's a sack. It's a right. fo- it's football. Right. It's football. They're all scared because of the Tua stuff. Right. And then after the game, Sheffer said, "Well, you know, we you landed on him. Weight, body weight. It's like that's not uh, that's not the rule. It's not it's not a sack. Yeah. It's a fumble. He has the ball. I mean, this is he goes to the ground with the ball and then." He doesn't even land on yep. it because he has his hand down, too, yep. to brace himself. I just got a message from Eric over at William Hill. They do have him up, the series handicaps. There you go. Okay, so very cool. Thank you. I will be looking at that when the show's over with today. Let me throw this at you. Um, I happened to catch a little bit of uh, Dave Ross and Matt Humans yesterday on the midday show here on VSIN. I thought it was a very interesting discussion about which player is worth more to the team for this specific week. And they were talking about the Cowboys and the Eagles, a game that you might be heavily invested in this week, Paulie. Yep. And the, and the question was, and the, the, the talking point was this, is it Dak Prescott who might be playing in this game? We don't know yet. And I'm sure Jerry Jones will let us all know probably today or early this week if, if Dak's going to be ready to go. Or would it be Micah Parsons who was injured last week, um, got banged up, was a machine again. He was an absolute animal against the Rams. Had two more sacks. He's even money to win Defensive Player of the Year. And Matt Eumann said, for this game, he thinks it's actually Micah Parsons because the defense is playing at such an elite level. 
Dak's been out for a month now. You don't know about the effect of the thumb at this point, and they're undefeated, and Cooper Rush is playing well enough to win these games. His point was maybe Parsons is worth more. I would actually lean that way as well because the defense, nobody's doing anything against the defense. And that guy's the uh, the catalyst on that side of the ball. Good discussion. Right. Yeah. I'd say Parsons. I would uh, lean right, that right way. Right now, a little yeah. Bit. yeah. Right. It just, I, I, know, I know he's winning games, but look at the numbers. I mean, but the defense has been lights out. I mean, oh, it's so good. He completed 10 passes for 100 yards. Yeah, well, look, look, at the, look at the lead they got right away because yeah. of uh, the strip sack right. and, the, and special the special teams. teams. It was 10 nothing before he... Right away. So he's gifted a 10-0 lead. And basically, he had to do nothing for the rest of the game. Pollard ripped off a long touchdown run, and boom, that's the ball game. That's right. But they got, they murdered Stafford in that game on Sunday. I can't wait, because now you have that unit again, depending on Parsons. Stafford can't move, though, and Kurtz yeah. can. So yeah. that, you, he could, they, can, they are so creative in the run game. And their offensive game plan, in general, with the RPO, what they do. Yeah. Offensive line's awesome. You know, again, I put it in the running back's belly. What are you going to do? I can take it out and throw it. Yep. I can hit Goddard. I can take off and run. I can keep it. I can give it to him. I, there's so many things they can well, do. Well, and here's what I can't wait to see. That Eagles offensive line, which is super elite. Yes, yes. Maybe the best unit in the entire league going against the Dallas front. Uh, what if, let's say Parsons is healthy and the Eagles line controls the line of scrimmage throughout the entire game. I mean, that'll just be, then what are we talking about? Maybe the Niners would be the only defense in football that can slow them down a little bit. I can't, Sunday night's huge. Love this spot. Love this game. But if you flip it again, well, if Dallas goes, if Dallas wins this game, if Dallas wins and the but what if they shut? What if what if the Eagles yeah. score thirteen points, sixteen points, seventeen points in that neighborhood? I'd be shocked by that. Oh. But that's and then to, to survive this, forget about surviving. To, to go undefeated with Rush, without Dak, incredible. Oh, that'd be amazing. What price were you looking at? You're getting plus one ten with that. Uh, at least at Will Hill here with the Dodgers? handicap, handicap Astros. Astros. They got they got them all up. Great I saw job. plus one feet. I saw that uh, D- DK had Dodgers plus one thirty. I think minus a game and a half. That's what you got at William. One thirty. So. All right. I'm probably going to be betting that then yep. a little bit later on today. Great job. Okay. Great job. Um, let me throw this at you. Mm-hmm. Non sports thing here quickly. I saw this uh, movie note come across my timeline yesterday. Lady Gaga is evidently going to be playing Harley Quinn instead of Margot Robbie in the next Joker kind of. Huh. Harley Quinn movie. It's going to be made by the same guy, Todd Phillips, who did Todd Joker Phillips, with Joaquin um, Phoenix. He's doing. He's playing and the Joker again. And he? evidently, he's going to do it again. It comes out in like October of 2024. But there's a new. But uh, the reports are going to be Lady Gaga is going to be the new Margot Robbie. Oh really? Or the new Harley Quinn? I thought you did a good job. I thought I, I loved her. Huh. And I thought the actual uh, the Birds of Prey or the second one, whatever it was, a Suicide Squad or whatever it was, I thought she was great. But she's okay with it. And she said, no, I think this should be like other movies where it's like that there's going to be a new Batman. There needs to be new characters. Yeah, that's it, it's out of control, though. So many Batmans and Jokers, you can't even keep them straight. No, I know that. It's Mike, difficult. We've had Keaton. We've had Patterson. He did a pretty good job. Patterson, whatever good. his name is. Yeah. He had Val Kilmer. He had Clooney. Oh, Clooney. Jesus. Oh, boy. Oof. Ben Affleck. Another one. It's out of control. That's at least had. five right there, then. Right. And look at all the Jokers. No one did it better than Ledger. Oh, no. I mean, no Phoenix way. was amazing, but, I mean, Ledger was just off the charts. I don't great. even care about Jokers. I, I still th- I still say it's a top five performance in cinema history. Oh, and... What yeah. he did. Won the Oscar. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Yep. Great performance. He stole every scene he was in. You wanted him in every scene he was so good. I have Ledger. watched that movie because of him, I'm not kidding, 30 times minimum. 
The opening the, scene's the, the nuts. The, 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 the opening scene in the first hour and 45 of Dark Knight is oh. as good as any movie I've ever seen. How about the chase through the streets? Oh, the helicopter so and everything. And then Shooting when he's, at people. Then when he's kind of waddling out of the hospital trying to figure out how to right. let detonate the bomb. I think that was ad-libbed. It didn't go off. I think you're right. No, no, you're right. No one knows what he's doing, too. Yep. 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 Excellent. So, all right. Uh, today's going to be awesome, though, with all the baseball. Nerfies. With the four games. You're gonna, so that's, is that your favorite one of the bunch? No, I like, I like most of them. Oh, I, like, I like them all. Right? I like them all. Oh. I'm, I'd be a little bit concerned about Quantrill in Yankee Stadium. That could, that maybe he could give up a bomb right away. Uh, but, but certainly the, the Houston game. Are you concerned about Gilbert? Gilbert has good numbers Ooh. against the Astros. How about that? First pitch, Quantrill, ball. All right, let me see. Assuming is. Judge is going to be the leadoff batter. First pitch. Yeah, you can't groove one to him. I no. like it. First pitch, ball, it? Quantrill. Let's get down 500,000 like Al Leiter did. <laughs> Can we do that? Can Let's we spread it around? all over town. <clears throat> there it is. They'll take 500,000 on this one. It's won't plus they? 150. <clears throat> oh, no. Oh, for that, no. But this first pitch of the game. It's, first it's for pitch the game? Of the game. It's plus 150. Damn. No, I specifically yeah, want with Quantrill. Quantrill eh? What's Quantrill's prop? Three and a half. Three and a half Ks. Oh, these are good. God, these are good. Because is Judge going to be sitting? He's plus is, 230 at a home run. Is he going to be sitting fastball, first pitch, bam, 437 feet later, leadoff home run? That's Look at these props. And, and there's your Yerfy. And my Yerfy. Nerfy. Yerfy. Cole, nine strikeouts and a win. Quantrill, six strikeouts and a win. Judge and Rizzo both go deep. Ramirez and Gonzalez both go deep. Total bases prop. To score a run, a hit, uh, stand to go deep. This is great. Will there be a triple? What do you think that is? Will 11, there be a 11 to 1. No, just, no, just in a Yankee game. Plus 360. Oh, just a, a okay. Uh, Bryce Harper's $2 to get a base hit. Okay. That's at $2. Acuna, Acuna's, uh, Acuna's at minus 115 to yeah. score a run. I mean, there's so much here. This is awesome. Let's close the show with a pro tip here per Paul Stone. Texas. Fourth power-ranked team, according to some. They're plus 290 to win the uh, Big 12, 16-1 to make the playoff, and 200-1 to win it all. Well, they, they, they have two losses already, so they can't win it all. But uh, according to some, you pointed that out, fourth in the power ratings from guys who he trusts. Uh, that's strong. Uh, good luck betting baseball tonight. We'll see you tomorrow. Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties, and they all come in two strengths. Find Zinn at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Get more from Beeson. Get more from Beeson. Get more from Beeson. Get more from Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 